What's up, Canes fans? Welcome into another edition of the Canes Insight Podcast. I am your host, Peter Ariz, alongside a very excited D-Money. Not only do the Canes get a big commitment from Marquise Lightfoot today, but he's watching the Heat Summer League live right now. I had to pull him away from that to record this podcast, but it's a big day for D-Money. Yeah, watching the future, you know, Heat final starters. Jaime Jaquez, Nikola Jovic, untradeable. I don't care who's on the table. Those guys are untradeable. But, uh, yeah, here in the Keys, so I apologize if my mic is a little low, the lighting's a little off. I'm, I, I didn't think I was going to do a podcast today, but we got a huge, huge momentum-shifting momentum commitment from Marquise Lightfoot defensive end out of Chicago. It's been a rough couple uh, days. I think Miami fans that are on canesinsight.com, which, by the way, you're not on canesinsight.com in the forums. Sign up. 6.3 million post and counting. Probably about 7 million after the beginning of this week with the way things have been moving. Um, but, you know, I was very negative on there. So I had some conversations with people at, uh, around the program, and there was a negative vibe after Ja'Cory Barney, the wide receiver out of Palmetto. Which, Pete, you called this in a text like a week ago. I didn't believe you. Ja'Cory Barney committed to Nebraska. Um, you had – Justin Scott, who Miami felt really good about, then going to uh, Ohio State. So that all happened in the beginning of the week. I, I put out the Justin Scott news before the commitment just to kind of let Canes fans' expectations drop a little bit. But it was a bad, bad mood. And then this announcement, Miami's able to beat Ohio State for Marquise Lightfoot, one of the top 100 players, one of the top 75 players in the country, uh, you know, top five, six edge rusher. Um, this is a guy who – Miami really wanted badly. You watch the film, six foot five, I believe now. He measured officially six four, two twenty five. I think he's grown to six five now. An official eighty one inch vert, official four two five shuttle. The measurements are off the charts. Again, official. They loved what they saw from him in person when they when they sized them up on his visit from the Chicago area, an area that I've wanted Miami to target more because it's a big city. A lot of pros come out of there, and you know. Notre Dame's going to get some of those kids, but some of those kids want something different than what the Notre Dame experience is. So great area for Miami to get into. Thought you had a chance with Justin Scott to commit it to Ohio State, but now go and get another Chicago kid with Marquise Lightfoot. Um, one thing I really love about his tape, and I encourage all you to watch the huddle, post it on Kane's Insight, and also, by the way, like and subscribe to this podcast before I forget and get too excited uh, so you get all these kind of instant reaction pods. But one thing I particularly like about Marquise Lightfoot, the motor. And that's one thing when I talked to Miami, they said, this guy loves football. He's passionate. You watch his film. He's on special teams. Even though he's the best player on the team, he's on special teams running down on kickoff. You don't always see that with these star defensive ends with these kind of measurables. So he has the motor. He has the love of the game. Explosive striker. Again, some of these defensive ends are finesse guys. They're drag down tacklers. This guy explodes through ball carriers and quarterbacks, has the twitch. Really just a total package. That's why Ohio State who knows a little something about defensive ends. They've been producing some first-rounders there. That's why they prioritize this kid so much. And Miami was very, uh, I don't say fortunate because they put in the work, but they really, really won a big one with Marquise Lightfoot. And the interesting thing with him that you touched on is a lot of times with these long, lanky, projectable bodies at the edge rusher position, you're projecting what they can be as a football player when they grow into their body. You already see that he's a really good football player on tape, and he has the traits that you're looking for. So he's not far off, I think, once he gets his body right, 
in terms of getting the right weight on and being ready for the physicality at the next level where he can be a pretty immediate impact guy. And this hasn't been a position where this staff has not had any problem stockpiling talent early on, it seems. Ruben Bain, who was unbelievable in camp. He looks like the next great edge rusher for Miami. Uh, Nigel Lee Kelly, I know there's a lot of fans about him in the building. Someone told me that he's probably the best NFL prospect maybe down the road at full development uh, based on what he showed in spring. Took a real nice step forward, switched to that number nine, and, and starting to look like, like you know, take that step. He was, he was the youngest player in the class last year, age-wise. So he's taken a huge leap, but a big-time edge rusher, top 100 player with Nigel Lee Kelly. Cyrus Moss, another top 100 player. That's from Cristobal's first class. Then last year, we mentioned Bain, also Jaden Wayne, another top 100 player. So I, if I, my count is right, this is the fifth top 100 edge rusher that Morrow's brought in since he's been here. I'm pretty sure that's accurate. That's, that's good. That's a position that you want to stock up on. Miami's had good defensive ends. That's probably been the best position for Miami the past, you know, five, six, seven years as far as NFL players. So want to keep that going and, and elevate it so you're consistently putting out first-rounders. And get guys like this is going to help you in, in that process. You know, one thing I wanted to mention is when you're dealing with an IL and all these kind of things, you really, and just allocation of time, everything, you really need to say who are our top priorities, who, who's the number one guy, who are the, who's in that top class. These are the, the priorities that we're going all out for. There's maybe six or seven guys on that list. The Miami says these are first-round guys that we're after that we think we can get. Lightfoot was on that list. Obviously, NIL is going to reflect that, but – just the way the amount of effort they put into recruiting him and how they they evaluated him. That's you know Alonzo Highsmith and his team. This guy was evaluated as a premier player, huge get for Miami. They've been using the term whale a lot on Twitter. This guy is a whale, both externally and internally. That's how he is ranked and perceived, and a huge huge get for Miami after some really tough losses on the trail. D, on the podcast back on June 21st, I believe it was, you mentioned how the next 10 days moving forward would be a very pivotal period for Miami recruiting-wise. There's no sugarcoating it. You alluded to it at the start of the show. The last couple of days were not great before today for Miami on the trail. Does this commitment, on top of what Lightfoot's going to bring to the football field, do you think the momentum can kind of help Miami clean some things up on that end. As you mentioned, closing on the guys that they're trying to close on because they're, they've casted a wide net, especially at the defensive line position, but across the board, right? But at a certain point, you have to start to close on some of them. So again, my question is, is this commitment going to signal some things for them moving forward? You hope so. Uh, it's a momentum game. You mentioned it. I think last year, when I think about momentum, July. So this time last year, there was a, a flood of commits. And then it was kind of quiet. And then I want to say in December, you had Chris Johnson, Mark Fletcher, Ruben Bain, um, Samson Okalola, kind of all in a, in a couple weeks span. So you hope it's something like that. I don't know who the next one is. I know Artavius Jones, if he were to commit July 4th, like he said he would in the past, that would favor Miami, but I don't know that for sure. Um, but this was a big one because I, I don't think, you know, Dylan Stewart, Miami's not trending the right way. Justin Scott went sideways. David Stone, that's going to be a battle. But 
this was one Miami had to get. And there's more misses than Miami wanted when you're talking in terms of these premier defensive linemen thereafter. They wanted the best defensive line in the country as far as class. Ohio State's probably trending that way. So, you know, who knows what happens by the end of the year if Miami has a good season. But when you go after a lot of big-time guys, you're going to miss on guys too. So it's important who you get, right? You miss on the top 10 defensive linemen in the country and you land two of them. That's still two of the top 10 defensive linemen in the country. So this was a huge get for Miami, and Miami's going to need to add on to it. Um, as far as guys Miami has momentum with, Artavis Jones is kind of top of that list. But I don't know how his process is going to be, whether he's going to want to take more power five visits or if he's going to shut it down. But that's a name to watch. I think in general, just to get guys in the boat. Miami now has two top 100 players and Kevin Riley, the running back out of Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Uh, Marquise Lightfoot, defensive end out of Chicago. I believe last year they had four top 100 players. The year before that, two. Uh, the year before that, I think many had three, followed by, you know, it, usually you're, if you go back the past decades, usually one, two, or three. I think the old one year, uh, Rick's year where he signed Brevin Jordan and all those guys, Lorenzo Lingard, they got six. That's the high water mark. Miami's got two now. Look very good for guys like Jashia Trader, uh, Zaquan Patterson, Sandro Fua, the offensive lineman out of Seattle. He's in the mix. So Miami can get that top 100 number boosted pretty quickly. Um, but it's good to get two in the boat before the season starts. Chris Cole, another guy at the linebacker position. I don't know how they feel uh, they stand with him right now, but I, I know he's going to be starting to narrow things down soon as well. Great visit with Cole. Uh, the thing with Cole, it's I think it's going to be his process. Is he going to be, you know, uh, dragging it out? Just really seeing everything that's out there for him. I think that's probably what's going to happen, but he can still end up in Miami. He had a great visit family ties with his uncle Rohan Marley. So, you know, even if he does do that tour, he can still come back to Miami. I think Samson Okalola is a great example of somebody who, you know, he knew Miami was a spot for him, I think pretty early, but still wanted to shop around and kind of see his value and, and see what's out there. And then he ended up coming back to Miami at the end. I can see Cole playing out that way, the linebacker out of Virginia. Well, D, I'll let you get back to your uh, summer league game here. But, but this was—I I was going to ask you if you had anything, anything else to add here. Yeah, let me drop some things. Um, this is from from—I yeah, I put out the ATM, which when I don't have the, the info for the full bank. I put out the ATM on the CanesInsight.com forums. Again, sign up there for the fastest free information in the in the Canes world. Well, and 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 there's no restrictions. We you, you can read as many posts on the website as you want. Yeah. No on rate Canes. limits on, on canesinsight.com. People would be done by 9:30 a.m. if they were because they're on it, you know, refreshing like crazy this time of year. Also, you can get some of these updates on canes.insight at Instagram. Um, but just some things I I mentioned there again, Josiah Traders, Aquan Patterson, things are going well there for Miami. Um in terms of players on campus that are impressing, I heard some great things about A.J. Allen, the running back from Nebraska that transferred to Miami. I heard he's got a professional mindset, all about business, takes care of his body, doesn't go out, really focused on being an NFL running back. And they love what they've seen from him in the early days um, in terms of, of guys that are already committed. You know, Chris Wheatley Humphrey was identified to me as somebody who is, is really, um, really looking at the camp along with Trader at the Miami's camp. He's, somebody, he's not going to press you body-wise, but just turn on the tape. Long run after long run. This guy averaged 16 yards a carry on a team that wasn't that good. And he went to Miami's camp and he was playing corner and getting interceptions. So 
not the biggest guy, kind of like rooster size wise, but a great football player, great athlete, someone they think is really underrated. And turn on the tape, you see the, the explosive ability with him. Another guy I want to mention that's a recruit is um, Derek Plaz out of Jacksonville. Miami's been battling Penn State, battling NC State, schools known for producing tackles. Again, Penn State has the top tackle for this year's draft. NC State had the top tackle a couple drafts ago with, with, um, with Icky. Uh, so these are schools that know how to produce NFL tackles. Obviously, Mirabal does as well. They love Plaz. I think Miami's in a great spot for Plaz. If you're looking for the next potential commitment, he'd be a name to watch. Derek Plaz, offensive lineman, offensive tackle out of Jacksonville. Remember to like and subscribe. Follow us not only, as D-Money said, on Instagram, but on Twitter. As always, posting all sorts of stuff, Canes related there. And sign up for free on the website. There's no reason not to. This is the time of year. Everything is getting posted on there around the clock. And again, no Twitter-like restrictions where you can only read a certain amount of posts. So it's a free-for-all on there. Absolutely. People are going crazy right now with uh, this commit. I'm getting, you know, whenever we get a commit, my Google violations inbox goes crazy because Google's telling me people are posting, you know, booty gifs uh, nonstop. So I get like a million notifications in my Google that, you know, there's too many, uh, you know, booty shaking gifs posted in response to a commitment. But listen, I'll, I'll take the penalty on the ads. Uh, it's worth it for, for what we're doing here on Kane's Insight, celebrating the commitment of Marquise Lightfoot. Well, hopefully we have more of these high-profile commitments and instant reaction podcasts coming soon. But as always, keep it locked. Might have more coming this week. You never know the way that things go at this time of year. Just keep it locked on canesinsight.com. And remember, subscribe, get the podcast as soon as they come out. Go Canes. Go Canes.